Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I'm certainly hope that you're enjoying this Wednesday. And with me as always is my brother Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. It's a beautiful day in North Carolina. Oh, it's always a beautiful day in the Carolinas, brother. It's a, you know, the one just south of that North Carolina is a little cooler, though. I want to be up front with you. You know, we uh, mm. not in temperature. <laughs> And overall life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you're up the, uh, you're up in elevation a little bit. I'm on the coastal part and you're kind of up in the, what would be the foothills there in Greenville? That's what they call them. Yeah. Yeah. About 25 minutes from mountains. Uh, but we have hills. The good news is, you know, you'd have to flood about five or 600 feet of elevation before you get to my house. And uh, some people up in the mountains say, well, you got to get 5,000 here. So, but God's been good. He's in, and uh, just thankful to have you, dear brother. So we're still in the book of Proverbs. We're in uh, Proverbs 31 and still excited about it. We've learned so much. I've been to so many places with this. And over the last couple of months, I think that uh, uh, I can't tell you how many times that I've hung up from the podcast and God has done something in my heart from uh, the scripture we used or, or what God gave yeah. us to say. And, and folks, we hope the same thing's happening to you. And I wanted to start out, and I, I just want to give you words of the day today. And the words of the day are trust in the Lord. And, and you know, people are always saying to me, you know, Brother Doug, I, I, I have this going on, and I have that going on. And Doug, you, you won't believe this, but this is scaring me, and I'm not sure how this is going to work out. And this is not one person, not two people. This is the majority of the folks I speak with. And I have to tell you something, friends, Kevin and I are not immune to that. You know, we have the same concerns. We have the same fears, but what we all try to do who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior is trust in him, trust in him that he'll bring us through. And that, that famous verse, uh, Kevin, those two verses over in Proverbs three, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding and all ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths and this is one of those things where we have to acknowledge god we have to stop the devil loves to attack people who are afraid the devil loves to attack people who are depressed and can i say this folks and just generalize it this wide the devil loves to attack everybody and the way the devil attacks us is he he shoots at us when we're in our weakest moments at our weakest spots uh, I knew a young man one time that had everything going for him. I mean, he just, uh, good looks, well-spoken, great preacher, wonderful family, but there was something wrong. And uh, about a year and a half into his and my friendship, it hit me one day, something's wrong. So I went to my dear brother and I said, you have everything going for you. You, you, you know, you're a good-looking guy. You have a beautiful family. You're well-spoken but there's something that's just not right about your temper or your attitude. I said, dear brother, I said, I may be way off, but would you pray about that? Well, about 15 minutes later, I was driving down the road and my phone rang and I answered it. He said, Doug, I said, yes, sir. He said, Doug, I'm hooked on porn. 
He said, the devil's attacking me, shooting at me mm. through this weakness of pornography. Yeah. And I turned around and I drove back to be with this evangelist and I held him in my arms and he stepped down as an evangelist for a little while and needed to get some help. But folks, that's what the devil does. He sneaks in, in those areas. He knows we're weak. And can I tell you something, brethren, I'm just being totally honest with you. Every person who walks this earth has a burden with sexual purity. It's something we have to work at. It's something that we need to mm -hmm. understand that God gives us a one person physical relationship. And I know I say some of these words. That's why we always tell people this podcast is really not for kids. It's aimed at teenagers and above because we do use words like sexual and, and things of that nature. But this is one of these areas that the devil can shoot at. And you say, well, Doug, what are other areas? I'm going to give Kevin a chance to talk about this, but I've seen this so often where other areas are being depressed. And now with one out of three of the population having some form of depression, one out of four of our population being on some type of medicine. And, and if you know the sheer numbers, the American Medical Association says there's more dollars spent on a depressed individual in the United States of America than anyone else. So, of course, the devil's going to shoot at us in that area. And I think you should go to the doctor, and I think you should follow up. But I think we first find ourselves on the knees going to the great physician mm -hmm. and saying, God, the devil's attacking me through these areas. I think we got to claim God before we go to bed. I think we got to claim God when we wake up in the morning. I think we got to claim God all through the day. And I don't know, Kevin, I mean, when, when the devil sneaks in, boy, he can be a, rasky, a rascal fella. Mm. So trust in the Lord, friends. Yeah. You know, our faith is more precious than gold. It says over in first uh, Peter, I believe. And <clears throat> so he's going to chisel away at anything that looks like faith. <clears throat> and God is God's business is to by faith, by, by increasing our faith to chisel away everything that looks that doesn't look like Jesus Christ. So it could be pornography. Like you said, it could be I was just thinking of doubt, you know, um, when it comes to trust in the Lord, you know, there's, there's some, there's something about the mental peace that comes when you have just yielded up doubts and really <clears throat> you've given God the benefit of the doubt. You know, you're saying, <clears throat> God, I don't understand all this. And <clears throat> excuse me, I don't understand why there's, um, this happening. I also don't have the, all the answers to the to the unbelievers. I don't have the answers to people that are assailing my faith. I, I, I can't. I'm not ready to debate every atheist out there. But my faith has found a resting place. It's not in device nor creed. I trust the ever living one. His wounds for me shall plead. It's that place, you know, at the foot of the cross where we say, you know what, I don't have to understand it all. And I was reading in the scriptures as we were preparing for this about, you know, there's a section where King Hezekiah's faith is being tried yeah. by Sennacherib and really Rabshakeh or Rabshaka, the, uh, the, the, commander of the army of Assyria was coming and they had laid siege to the city. And uh, during the siege, uh, they sent out messengers of doubt. And so not only did they look and physically see a, um, an encircled army much, much bigger than, than they had, they also were getting these messages and the messages were directly 
aimed at their faith. For instance, one of the messages was neither, this is to the people on the wall, the, the guards on the wall, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, the Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall be shall not be delivered into the hands of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah. And then he he kind of made a counteroffer saying, let's 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 come up with a compromise agreement and uh, you guys will all have your own house and you'll all uh, be able to enjoy you know life and if if you don't you know if you trust Hezekiah well Hezekiah was trusting in God Hezekiah had told the people don't even answer them and Hezekiah wanted the you know in fact had implored the the enemy to to not talk in the Jews language so, because he did not want doubt to sweep through his people, he did not want these messages. He saw the danger of of uh, doubt, and so I'm thinking, you know, God, Doug, sometimes lets us go through times when the devil is allowed a chisel and a hammer, and he just sends these these shock waves through our faith, and we say, I, I, I don't know what to think going forward. You know, I'm going going into a dark place that I've never been before <clears throat> and several things are happening at once. I know I recently went through <clears throat> a pain, a painful situation and um, it, it happened coincidentally at the exact same time as um, a physical, you know, I was sick physically and, and it's just like crash, crash, wave after wave after wave. And how many times does the devil have to send a new, uh, attack before we say, okay, you've reached my price. You've paid the, the highest, you are the highest bidder on my faith. I agree with you. And we would never think that, but that's what doubt does. And that's what Rabshakeh and, and company were doing to the Jews saying, hey, I've got a, I've got the, the highest bid you've ever heard. It's time to just dump this idea, trusting God. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. And, and you know, I, I can't help either, but think about First Peter 1, 6, and 7, wherein you greatly rejoice, thou now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith mm. be in much more precious than gold. You know, when God talks about the most precious metal, and he's saying the trial of your faith is more precious than gold, the trial of your mm. faith will will build you into something uh, that looks closer and closer to God's image if you go yeah. the right road. But if you if you mm. go the wrong way, friends, if you yep. if you turn this into craziness and sin and and getting caught up and, and being upside down and allowing the devil to creep in through communications of people you shouldn't communicate with, uh, yep. through media you shouldn't be watching, uh, through mm -hmm. groups you shouldn't be part of, uh, through cult like churches or churches that uh, are so that aren't churches that are church like yep. groups. If you let the devil sneak in through those types of things and especially our relationships boy you've opened yourself up uh, uh, 
you know, Pandora's box and every evil thing is coming at you. So don't do that. So trust in the Lord. And uh, the way I started this is the way we're going to end this. And it's so important that we do this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You just got to acknowledge God, folks. It's it's kind of that easy. Hey, listen, we'll be right back with you. Let's let these stations do what they got to do. Now, folks, if you're hearing the music in the background, that means you're listening to us in a podcast format. Just want to let you know that even now, radio stations are cutting this up to make it fit. So thank you for your understanding and hanging with us through this. So here we go. We're back. We know we're in the book of uh, Proverbs. We're in the 31st Proverb, the last Proverb. Uh, we're looking at Proverbs 31, 13 through 16. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. And I'm turning, I hate that when I turn pages right in the middle of a verse. I kind of read like the president did last night on the State of the Union. <laughs> she is like, <laughs> she is like, <clears throat> and I like <throat> yours better, brother. Yeah, she's like the merchants works or with her hands wrought on in the labor I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. You know what, brother? I did it. You know how people talk about doing that? I did it. All right, let me mark the time on this. So uh, right around 1210, I messed up. Uh, I'm going to have to knock this out with my editing. Okay. All right, I'm going to start again. Well, we find ourselves over here on Proverbs 31. And uh, go ahead and read here. It says, She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchants, and I'm turning pages here, ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also, well as yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion of her maidens. And then we get to verse 16. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. And, uh, you know, these verses continue to describe this virtuous woman who's industrious, who's hardworking. Uh, she seeks out materials to work with. She The right materials for her household, the right way to get things done. She rises early to care for her family, gives provisions to her servants. She is also wise with her resources. She considers a field and decides to purchase it to plant a vineyard. Um, this is an example of a woman who embodies wisdom and prayer and well thought out. And, and uh, you know, over and over again, the Bible is not misogynistic. To the contrary, Kevin, mm -hmm. here's the Bible talking about what a woman brought in Old Testament times to her family. She's running this family and she's running their little business. And perhaps a, a lady like this at that time would have uh, the husband in something like we would call the National Guard today or reserve and that would be off busy taking care of things and come home and work. And uh, when you have a virtuous, wonderful woman, they're on top of things. They're, uh, they're keeping everything the way it should be. They're planting. They're making sure everything works. And uh, let me say this to you. If you're a Proverbs 31 woman, and I, I've said this before too, it's not what you've done before. It's where you're at right now. It's you make the decision, I'm going to go and sin no more, and I'm going to be a Proverbs 31 woman. If you're that woman, Praise God for you because you're changing lives. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, a, a woman like that has has set herself up for the best chance of success. 
You know, um, I was thinking about, I've preached a message before from Jeremiah about the Rechabite family, and it's a family that God holds up as a fantastic example of some things. But, um, and I think it's Jeremiah 35 or something like that, but the uh, the Rechabites' obedience to God. But there, I, I came up with like th- three um, mottos or mantras for the, the husband, the wife, and the kids. And if you read the section there in, about the, this family, the husband's motto <clears throat> is whatever it takes, you know, do whatever it takes up to and including your life, you know, to, to, to protect your family, to provide for them, to, to pilot them. And then <clears throat> the wife, and this reminds me of this virtuous woman, you know, her price is so valuable because uh, I think the motto of a good woman is um, make it work, make it work. And and then the kids, I, I, I did make it fun because some of them might listen and say, what was the kids' motto? I called it make it fun. <clears throat> also, you know, whatever they say was also their motto. Whatever the parents say, you know, obedient children, but make it fun. But the, the, the mother... This woman here is so industrious, Doug, that she she found herself in a situation. She was not under the thumb of her husband, and she was uh, free to uh, grow, you know, t- as a, as a person. And she certainly was able to use her gifts. But her resourcefulness is is the thing that jumps off to the page to me, because this woman has a has an ability to. Um, you know, it talks about the, her, her hands, um, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Uh, it says, um, it talks about her hands hold the, you know, the spindle and the distaff. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing that verse, but it's there somewhere, <laughs> the, the, the spindle, the distaff, it, that's all um, spinning language, you know, making thread. You know, there's not a lot of people that spin anymore that but when and I'm not the expert but I I've watched some YouTubes and I've read about it um the distaff was a staff it was a long rod and they would wrap around that cotton or wool um and then from that they would draw off a little thin line of it and a day's um spinning would could be taken with them if she was on the go um, you know, riding a wagon or even walking on a journey, she could, with one hand, would hold the distaff, and the other was the spindle, and that's that was the the uh, the winding place of the final thread. And they had this little whirl that attached to the to the spindle to to kind of weight it. Yeah, and, and spin keep it is coming in the next podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, okay. it's okay. You can keep going, brother. I just wanted to let you know. You said, I'm not sure I saw that. We, you just read ahead. We, and so that's why I didn't see it. Cause yeah. we didn't. Well, this woman's industriousness and, and resourcefulness, you know, it's, she's to be praised because she makes it work. She's, she's like a, she, her, her ability to do things reminds me of the old MacGyver thing where, you know, give her a paper clip and a, you know, on a razor blade and she can make a, a Boeing 747 or something. Um, just the ability to visualize how things can work rather than to traumatize her family by always complaining, it'll never work. It can't work. You know, I don't have enough. And, you know, I, I would think that, you know, people that are raised 
and I've talked to people that were raised by a, a mother who was not this way in the extreme. By the way, this is the extreme in, in the good way. Yeah. Who can find her? We don't have to say these, that, that every woman is expected to literally be this. It's a goal because it says who can find it? The mother of the king, uh, of, the, of the king to be, Lemuel, is, uh, or Solomon, is saying um, this is going to be a great goal to look for. So we don't need to judge your mother or judge your wife and say you're not this way because that's what we don't want the woman to do. The virtuous woman is not judging her husband and saying he doesn't give me enough to work with. Rather, she's saying, okay, I've, if I can get me a, a, a shaft and I can get me a this, you know, I'll make some, I'll make some clothing. I'll make this work. And, um, and I'm not going to be always comparing myself to other people. So I think that that's yeah. uh, just a, a way to, you know, to excel in any situation is to say, this is what I got to work with. I've got this physical body. I've got this mind. I've got this husband. I've got this wife. I've got these kids. I'm going to make something beautiful. Yeah. Praise God. What a good explanation. And, you know, I was thinking the other day when I drive down the road with my wife, I always laugh. Her pocketbook has grown to the point of a total Mary Poppins bag. You know, it's kind of a half of a backpack now. But, you know, you're driving down the road. Oh, you got a cut on your finger. Let's crazy glue that. And uh, here's a Band-Aid and some bacitration. Oh, you need to, you know, it's all, I can't remember the last time there wasn't something there to get our family through. And, and, uh, and folks, an example from Debbie, but an example for all of us, what women do in our lives and uh, how they take care of things. And you ladies out there yeah. who are doing this, praise God for your working jobs, keeping your families together. And for you men Amen. out there who are growing Proverbs 31 women, working jobs, doing your thing. I just want to congratulate both of you because God uses us all. He loves us all equally. We all stand at the same place in front of that cross and just so thankful that we can look at God's word and study through that. If, if there's anything we can do to help you, make sure you look for me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Uh, WoundedSpirits.com has the TV show, the podcast, Helpful Wounded Spirits, every day that you're listening to, Monday through Friday. You can help us if you give us a five-star rating. Uh, if you don't want to give us a five-star rating, hang in there. You will after you listen to us for a little while. Uh, but we sure do love you, and may God bless you. And listen with that smile that only God can give you as you go out today. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will.
Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.